Investor intelligence provides general information only. You should consider seeking independent advice to see how this information relates to your unique circumstances. Please refer to the terms and conditions available at investorintelligence.com.au for more. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Investor Intelligence, brought to you by the team at The Property Mentors. It's your weekly podcast for all things investment and hosted by me, Phoebe Sikowski-Wallace. So just before we get into today's episode, I do want to ask the listeners a couple of questions. Do you ever wonder why some people behave the way they do? Or do you even wonder why you behave the way you do? Do you also ever wonder why some people get certain outcomes and others don't so easily? And have you ever been in a conversation with someone, but the conversation just seems to be going nowhere because there seems to be this kind of communication block between you? Now, I can almost safely say that most people have thought or experienced all of these scenarios, but what you might not know is that situations like these can simply come down to not being aware of the different behavioral or communication styles. So my guest today is a psychometric assessor and someone who helps people figure out what their style is, not only to learn about how they work or how to better communicate with others, but also how to adapt to these different styles to achieve the best outcomes. Her name is Jamini Mystery. Jamini, welcome to Investor Intelligence. Hi, Phoebe. Thanks for having me. Of course. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Your line of work is so fascinating. But can you start off by telling me in your own words a little bit more about you and the work you do? Sure. So I'm a executive coach and the psychometric assessments are the foundation of my coaching framework. And I work with um, leaders and business owners developing and building high performing teams. Mm. Yeah, amazing. So you work with something that's called the DISC model. And that's what I really want to talk to you about. And this is something that you work with those companies and teams with. What is it and how does it help us understand why people behave the way they do? Yeah, great question. So I love DISC. Mm. Um, DISC is also a, a large element of the coaching and the work that I do with leaders and with teams. Now, the difference between DISC as a psychometric assessment and other assessments is that DISC measures observable behavior. Okay. So what other people see of you. Mm. So not necessarily what you think of yourself. Right. But observable behavior. Okay. A lot of the other assessments, they measure personality. So that takes into consideration your values, your thinking style, and that's different to observable behavior. Okay. And DISC has a framework and a methodology that's so simple to learn and to execute. It's the easiest way of communicating more effectively. Mm -hmm. Would you say it's a little bit more, 
um, aligned to work styles then as opposed to sort of personal in your personal life? The great thing about DISC is you can apply it to work and personal. I have mainly run workshops and worked with people in a work environment. Um, however, a lot of my participants will talk about how they have integrated it into their personal lives as well. Mm-hmm. It's a universal framework and methodology that can be applied to any situation. Great. Because I know a lot of people would be maybe more familiar with the, say, like the Myers-Briggs um, test or the the big five, which are, I guess they would have sort of crossovers. They would have a lot of similarities. Yeah. So as I said, Myers-Briggs and the big five, their personality mm. assessments, so they are different. They take into consideration so many different elements of the personality, the whole personality whereas DISC is only measuring behaviour. So can we talk a little bit about the – because DISC has the the four sort of main types. Um, What are some of the typical – like what are they, first of all, and what are some of the sort of typical traits associated with them? Yeah, so DISC stands for – so the D stands for dominance, and the dominant type of person likes to have problems – and challenges to deal with. Mm -hmm. They actually seek out a problem. That's that's their blueprint. It's how they naturally function at their best. Okay. They also have uh, typical traits of impatience. So they typically will get frustrated and angry. Mm. Um, But that's what drives that type of behavior of wanting to deal with a problem and a challenge. Mm They usually tend to be like 10% of the population. So in a large organization or even in a team of 10, you'll only have one D, one dominant type of behavior Mm because they generally also like to be in authority and in charge, dealing with the problems and challenges Mm -hmm. typically. Then um, the I stands for the influencer. So the influencer type of person typically loves social connection they're that happy optimistic person potentially um, always on Facebook or Instagram (laughs) won't do very well sitting behind a desk um, behind a screen because they and even working on their own which was really interesting during the lockdowns because um, I would have said the high eyes, the influencers, the ones that need social connection would have struggled the most Mm, mm -hmm. not having that because that's how they rejuvenate and restore their own energy as well. Do you find that a lot of them are extroverts? Because that's the same as extroverts. They sort of get their energy from From other people. people. Yeah, 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 exactly, Mm. exactly. And then the S stands for steadiness. So the steady type of person needs to have routine needs to have like a regular pace in their life. Things are systematic. Um, They also love harmony. They love to work in teams, but they want everybody to be happy. Mm. Typically your S is the the go-to person who'd be the great listener as well. Really calm and relaxed and um, thoughtful. Mm -hmm. And then the C type of person is the conscientious 
sometimes they're described as quite compliant as well. And they love to have rules and regulations to follow. They Mm. like things to be done in a certain way and they want most people to follow those procedures. Mm. They're very slow and thoughtful. So they say little, but they think a lot. Okay. You can definitely see the almost like the pros and cons of, of all of them. Um, uh, like, like when you're describing, you know, D, they sort of sound like the problem solvers. I influences like the social butterfly. Um, S is like the peacekeeper yep. almost. Perfect. And then, yeah, yeah. You get and then, it. Yeah. And, and, C, and then the C would be the the owl, like the sort of the wise has a lot of information, mm. can really have your back around pitfalls because they'll – they're the attention to detail type of person. Yeah, and you can see how all of them would, in a say a workspace, for example, would almost balance each other out a lot. Yeah, yes, in a in an ideal setting, mm. but typically, if they're not aware of their strengths, they can actually be in quite severe conflict. Yeah, okay, and I can definitely see that. So, how can you then use the insights gained from the DISC model to improve things like communication and performance or help people achieve their goals, for example? Yeah. So, the first thing would be for each individual to know themselves. Mm-hmm. It's important for um, everybody within a team or even in a one on one relationship to know and understand their own strengths and weaknesses Mm. and their own behavioural traits. The good thing about the DISC assessment is that when you get your report, it actually shows you how you would behave in your natural, relaxed environment Mm. and then how you might behave under stress and in a work adapted. And sometimes people have a shift in behavior. Okay. And typically you can change your behavior in different environments and situations, right? So you've got the opposite styles of the D and the S. They're like the most opposite. Mm -hmm. The I and the C are the most opposite. Mm -hmm. But the the C has the ability to adapt and change into an I, and the S also has the ability in a different environment to get angry, to get fiery, to to deal with problem solving. Mm -hmm. So we all have all four of those behaviours within us, and they can change in different environments. Okay. So as a manager and a leader, a good way to manage people is to firstly know and understand and be aware of your own behaviour in a particular environment mm. and then be able to observe and then manage your team in different situations. Mm. And that's how managers and leaders can really get the best out of their teams yeah. and their performance Yeah, because you're... You're addressing their fears, their wants and their needs at that time mm. and and it's real time. So that's what the disc that's what I like about the disc methodology and the framework is that it gives you a framework that you that's adaptable. Mm. Mm. Whereas the other assessments, once you get the report, it's it is what it is. What are you gonna do with it? 
Whereas with the DISC methodology, there's so much adaptation and flexibility to learn. It's a bit like when you first go to the gym and you start lifting weights and your goal might be to lift 100 kgs, but you're not going to get there straight away. You have to practice and you have to keep the work up. Yeah. Um, And typically when people have these assessments done, they'll read it and they'll put it away. Whereas actually you need to work with it. Mm-hmm. It it should be your best friend because it's who you are. You've you've got to get to know yourself yeah. because that's what shows up every day in every situation. Mm. And knowing yourself is the key to having successful relationships at work or at home. Mm-hmm. And that's how you can get stuff done. Yeah. I've definitely been in situations I think most other people have as well before kind of knowing the different behavioural styles or communication styles and you're sort of in a conversation with someone and you're just like, why are you so annoying? Like, I, why can't I get through to you, blah, blah, blah? And it's just purely because you don't know that they have a slightly different communication style, they have a slightly different behavioural style to you and it's not a conflict, it's just a, it's just a matter of difference. Yeah. Yeah, so when you get used to that or when you become aware of that, I can imagine, oh, it would just make your life so much easier. Yeah. 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 So when you talk about communication, a, a D-type, person would communicate very directly Mm. the opposite of the d which is the s communicates indirectly Mm. a d is fast paced and an s is slow paced Mm. a d is task orientated and an s is people orientated an s is open Mm. and a d is guarded Mm. so these are the aspects of behavior that you can observe in somebody whether it's in a team setting or a networking setting or a customer or client setting that you can pick up within the first five seconds of meeting someone yeah and start to adapt yeah and you will immediately communicate more effectively to get through to that person because you are adapting to their style of communication. Do you ever find some people come into getting this assessment thinking that they're one and it turns out they might be the complete other or the opposite? Or do you find most people are pretty self-aware with this kind of stuff? Yeah, I mean, look, it it varies. Mm. Um, Quite often, more often than not, most people have an idea of who they are. Mm. But like I said, um, people will be able to relate to all four styles. Yeah. But it's knowing which is your unconscious default behavior. Mm. So 80% of our behavior and what you do is automatic. Mm. It's preset. You don't even know that you're doing what you're doing yeah. and why you're doing it. It's all been preconditioned, right? If you want to change it or adapt it, you consciously need to be aware of yourself first. Yeah. And that's what DISC does. It gives you that framework and a methodology to start to adapt Mm. your own communication style to match others. Mm. So you're you're not necessarily, it's not that you're changing yourself. You're just switching into your version of that of that style. Yeah. 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 So for example, Phoebe, if I'm a D and you're an S mm-hmm. 
and my communication style to you would be, Phoebe, you take out the bins today, mm-hmm. right? Which is a very direct way of communicating. Yeah, straight to the point. Yeah. Straight to the point. And to, to an S, that might be quite offensive mm. and jarring. Mm. But as a D, if I knew that you were an S and you're indirect, I might say, I might slow down the way I talk to you. I might soften my tone. And also I might reposition how I ask you and say, Phoebe, is it your turn to take the bins out today? Mm. That's good. <laughs> right? Mm. So you see the difference between direct and indirect communication? Yeah, yeah. It's what's the other person's style of communication, right? And then that way you're sort of getting more of a win-win yeah. out of the, the, the interaction, yeah. Yeah. If you're guarded and I'm quite open, I might arrive here talking about my weekend and how my morning was and... Mm all this stuff about my friends and family. And then that might indicate a bit of pressure on you to do that. But if you're guarded and you don't want to do that, then I should pull that back, Mm. respecting that actually Phoebe's guarded. Yeah. So I'll just tone it down. So I need to wind it back to make you feel comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Right? You can see why this is so effective because you're not going to always meet people that are like you. So if you're going to continue to give them this one uh, behavioural style, then the chances are you're going to probably have more often than not less like, you know, win-win interactions. But if you're able to adapt them to more people, that's fascinating. Yeah. Mm. So I like to talk about the golden rule and the platinum rule. Okay. So we all know the golden rule, which is treat others the way you want to be treated. Mm -hmm. And that assumes that you are like me. Mm. Whereas the platinum rule is treat others the way they want to be treated, Mm. right? Yeah. So my example of me being direct wouldn't work if you're indirect. Mm. So I would communicate with you in your style. So my job is to know and understand what is your style and take the responsibility myself mm. to adapt yeah. me so that I can get my message and what I would like you to do through to you in your style, in your language, yeah, your oh. communication language. Mm, I love that. And we often talk here about kind of emotional readiness and say after you've received your tailored disc profile do you find some people might be a little bit confronted or dislike aspects of the profile so they might come in pretty aware of which one they might be but do you find underneath that they don't agree with some of the traits in them rarely that's good i think at some point most people know Mm. unless there's a severe case of denial (laughs) 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 i can't imagine that would be too common in something like this um but going back to your original comment yes it's confronting Mm. my gosh um some of the faces that I see um and the feedback and the comments of how accurate they are yeah but also how useful because it's so transparent and it's not based on other people's feedback like 360 is right Mm. it's based on the the answers that you put in 
Um, so it's your report. Yeah. And the technology that's used, the algorithm that's used for these assessments are incredible. Mm. Like the way that the questions are positioned, they are done so that it it's based on the reverse of your your answer. Mm-hmm. So even if you try to outsmart it, it outsmarts you. Right. So they've already put in something in place for those that might try to fake it mm. and answer it will show up. Yeah. So it's okay. really a waste of time and money if you do do that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. It's like lying to your doctor. There's no yeah. point. There's <laughs> like, no what's point. The point? <laughs> what's the point? Just don't do it. You know, <laughs> don't go through the process. Save yourself the effort. Exactly. So what should people be cautious of um, when undertaking these kinds of personality tests to ensure they're, they're being used effectively then? Um, I wouldn't say that there's anything to be cautious of. I think you've got to be willing to go on that journey of self-discovery. Mm. And, and come in with an open mind, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah, go with an open mind and be honest as possible. And when you take the assessments, take them when there's less distractions mm-hmm. and it's the only thing that you're doing. So when you're quite relaxed and you can be really honest yeah. about it. And once you've taken the assessments, work with it. Mm. Don't just read it once and put it away. Bring it out work with your manager or your partner or whomever and do something with it. Mm. It's so valuable, so useful. Like if you want to change something in your work or in your life, it starts with you Mm. and it starts with who you are, what you do and what you know and understand about yourself. Yeah, yeah. And that's where change begins. Absolutely. Do you find ever that if you have that one sort of core behavior that is yours, do you find at all that that changes over time? Like I know it can change in different environments and maybe depending on who you're with, but does that core one maybe change over time? Do you see some people go go from an S to a D over the span of say 20 years? Great question, Phoebe. And the answer is absolutely. So particularly over lockdown and the pandemic, Mm. we saw some massive shifts in people's behaviours, like really disorientated. So typically before the pandemic, we would run these assessments and wouldn't recommend doing them sooner than 12 or 18 months. Okay. But during the pandemic, we saw shifts in people and we were recommending six monthly. Mm. And... Some of the changes that I saw with clients and teams that I was working with was like a whole different person a year later. Mm. I was going to say, you know, are there other sort of environmental or even cultural factors that influence a person's DISC style? But, yeah, I guess COVID would have been a great example of that. But are there any others that come to mind? Yeah, I mean, it can, like life events, Mm -hmm. you know, can certainly change your behaviour and your value system. Um, and yeah, like a a divorce or moving countries or Mm. changing jobs, it can all impact your behavior and values. Yeah. Yeah. And knowing that the change is happening, like change is so hard. Um, and in, in, you know, we go through a process during a change and it takes energy out of us. Mm. And what DISC measures is our emotion and energy and that's the great thing about that that it measures it in real time Mm. so there'll be one element of 
the results, which is your natural, which will stay constant. Mm. And then the adapted can change from day to day, from week to week. Yeah, wow. Well, you know, I can actually talk to you about this topic all day. It's actually amazing how something like this can really open your eyes to different personalities, even if, you know, someone's polar opposite to you, but when communicated with correctly, how these can really achieve some like win-win outcomes. Um, so, Jamie, if someone wanted to get their DISC profile assessed, how should they go about that? Do you, do you mostly do that for sort of work or like bigger teams or can people just as an individual get that done? Yeah, they can contact me directly. Um, however, yes, like typically my, my client would be Um, businesses and Mm -hmm. organizations but I'm happy to work with individuals as well yeah amazing well we'll add to the show notes a link um, if you would like to get in contact with Jamini and get your disc profile done I highly recommend that but thank you so much for your time today this has been amazing thanks for having me Phoebe if you found this episode or any of our episodes helpful please make sure to share and leave a rating to help us reach more people on their investing journeys. And of course, subscribe to be notified when new episodes drop. Make sure to follow the podcast on Instagram at Investor Intelligence Podcast. You can find links to our other socials in the show notes, including a link to the Property Mentors weekly blog. If you're ready to get your property portfolio in shape for financial freedom, check out Luke's latest book, Property Fit. You can get yourself a copy at www.propertyfitbook.com dot com dot au